Chris LeFay, and welcome to Chat with Leaders, where we amplify the voices of today's best examples of leaders who are using their influence as a force for good. And today, we are going to be chatting with Napuna Abanpola, who is this tech for good entrepreneur who really believes that technology has the capacity and efficiency to mobilize people and to strengthen the whole social impact across the world. A lot of your conversation with Napuna, Jeff, was obviously around volunteering. Tell me a little bit about one of your favorite or you know the thing that you go back to most in terms of volunteering. Well, I'll give you two. And I've really felt this great sense of community uh, by volunteering in Atlanta with both Inspire EDU, which takes refurbished computers that are donated by corporations or individuals and redistributes them to Title I schools and helps bridge the digital divide and access to technology. Nice. I've also served with the Atlanta Community Food Bank. And I think that both education and sustenance through food are really both humanizing ways in which we can serve people in our community and also get more in touch with the needs, the greatest areas of needs in our community. But not just that, through these experiences to Napuna's point and what he's building with his uh, company, I Volunteer International, which by the way, is trying to create 7 billion volunteers worldwide, which is just about as the same as the number of people in the world. So he's got some big, hairy, audacious goals, which is wonderful. But he has gotten to the point that connecting to a greater purpose through the unity of people and service is so much more important than just our own individual selves. And, I, and I've certainly realized that through my life, that it has a lot more meaning when I'm not the central person in it. And when you're around yep. like-minded people who want to leave this world in a better place than where we found it, you find that you create a network of humans, of individuals, brothers and sisters around the city that you live in or even beyond that. And that becomes your greatest form of capital are those relationships that you form in service to one another. So I really enjoyed this chat with Napuna and it will be cheering his mission on uh, as he continues to scale it. Yes, we will. So if you like what you hear, Jeff and I and Tim would be super grateful if you subscribe to Chat with Leaders wherever you listen to your podcast and just share this inspiration from Napuna with a friend. Enjoy. Welcome to Chat with Leaders, Napuna. Hey, Jeff. Thank you so much for having me. Excited to be here. I am thrilled, my friend. You are such an inspirational guy that's been uh, speaking on TED Talks in Malaysia, all across the world about the power of serving others and volunteering in our communities. And it's just such an inspiration that you're spreading around the world. And I'm just so thankful that you decided to spend this time with us this morning. Well, Jeff, you know, Chat with Leaders, it's so important to, you know, come on and talk about different ways that we can expand social impact. So really, really happy to be here. Thank you for what you do. Excited to share my story and inspire somebody today. <laughs> mm. Well, anyone who listens regularly to chat with leaders knows that we are all about social impact and our collective good that we can do as leaders and spreading the inspiration of servant leaders like you is really what makes it happen. These stories and this influence. So our main theme today is going to be about leading more volunteers to action in their local communities, which you're just brilliant at. And I wanted to start by asking you, what was the impetus behind your founding this movement towards volunteerism and your organization, I Volunteer International? So I was 
born and raised in Sri Lanka and I actually volunteered a lot in Sri Lanka and it was more of you know part of getting connected with the culture uh, volunteerism was actually a part of our culture right and I remember sort of going and you know playing with my friends and then volunteering a little bit you know cleaning up streets and cleaning up the beach and also heavily getting involved in my high school right through student organizations so it wasn't something separate that I did as volunteering it was sort of like the part of our daily lives and when I came to the US to study through Rotary International which is also one of the organizations that I volunteered with I had that sort of disconnect in the United States in finding and getting opportunities to volunteer as a part of my daily routine right so I had to connect to student organizations and connect to outside organizations to actually find and add them to my schedule to volunteer so I sort of went on this exploration of you know why is it different here why is it different in Sri Lanka and in other countries that I visited to and I went on this exploration to find how can we make volunteering you know fun easy and equitable and the realization that i had was hey even though volunteering is so nice such a nice thing to do such a great thing to do volunteering is not always fun easy or equitable you know it's really hard to find volunteer opportunities and even if i do you know i don't really know if it's connecting to my passion and volunteering is definitely not equitable in the sense if you don't have your basic needs met it's hard to volunteer right so that's why i volunteer passion exists we want to create wait for it 7 billion volunteers we believe in the power of every single human being to be a volunteer and to give back and you know that's my exploration and that's why i volunteer international exists that's a wonderful mission and and i agree with you it is so hard it's almost like you you need to be part of a community or the in crowd in order to find a volunteer opportunity for instance i serve at elena community food bank quite often and it wasn't until i really became involved with this group in the technology uh, sector here in atlanta that goes there regularly that i felt like i had an outlet to attend but i always feel so much joy and fulfillment every time i go down there and i'm i'm working on the line and i'm helping to feed people in the food insecure category uh, but as an individual I never really felt like I had that opportunity to go there until I was invited to come in. But what you're doing is truly remarkable. Now, I'm I'm really curious about Sri Lanka. You know, you talk about how that's part of its fabric, you know, of of its culture. I want to know do you happen to know the origin story of when and why volunteerism became so normalized within your home country? That's actually a really good question. So, I don't think I can actually pinpoint a specific time uh, that I would say, you know, that's the time or that's the event that really embedded this into my into our culture. But I think it's a variety of factors. You know, Sri Lanka is a developing country. Sri Lanka is also geographically in size very small it's an island country so we have uh, from the days of yo from kings and you know all of those historical fact we have always been embedded in small communities that are coming together to take care of ourselves even today right when there are natural disasters as a developing country and as a small nation people have to help each other out to sort of move forward right and that resiliency is built in people's ability to help each other out even during covid-19 a variety of people gave donations to hospitals you know uh, people came together to promote public awareness campaigns about vaccinations i think people are coming in to sort of fill that gap of infrastructure that fill that gap of unity so that you know sri lanka as a country can thrive and move forward and i think 
it's not so much that we collectively came together and thought, you know, we need to be this way. It's by default, uh, Sri Lanka, Sri Lanka's resilience is actually built in that underlying volunteerism and unity perspective. And, you know, I think that's why volunteerism is important because, you know, don't just take my word for it. There's United Nations volunteers who publish reports, you know, the state of the world's volunteerism report. And in 2018, they found that volunteer, when people volunteer in the local communities, you know, it extraordinarily contributes to unity, political voice, co-production. And, you know, when just from my personal experience, when people come together for a common cause to give back, they keep that political divide, religious divide, economic divide at home because they're coming together for a global cause. And, and you know, Jeff, to tell you, that's how I connected to this American Georgia community. When I went out in Savannah, where, you know, which is where I first started living, and I volunteered with them, I understood the challenges in the Savannah community and absorbed them as my own, you know. So that's how I connected to this community, right? So I think volunteerism can do that to, you know, every single human being around the world. You know, it's such a good point. And I love your story, by the way. If anyone has a chance, I would go and look up your TED Talks that you did and also the speech you did in Malaysia. It's all on YouTube and it unpacks that story of how you came to Savannah and really plugged into a diverse community through your volunteerism. And and I completely agree through my personal experience of serving others. Not only is it the right thing to do, but it's fun. And you connect with people and you find opportunities and and you just end up being along people that are like you, that have a heart for service. And and I've heard even there's so many issues in the world today, obviously, one of them being uh, racial equity, racial divide, all the social injustice going on. And, and, I, and I've heard one of the evangelical pastors, Tony Evans, say the best thing to do is to find someone that's not like you, i.e. in race or and that lives in a different community. Get to know them by serving one another, not just having conversations, but actually going out, rolling up your sleeves, family to family. And getting out there in the community. And I think that that can really help us to become more aware that we agree on almost 90, 95% of the things. And maybe there's 5%, 10% of difference between us. But that art of actually serving one another, which I think really is our purpose here on earth, is to look out for one another. And the point that you made about the geography being so tight in Sri Lanka, I think also serves as potentially a disadvantage to the U.S. because we are so sprawled out across the country in our in our micro communities, which we'll get into here in a second. But it's, I think, important not to understate the power of volunteerism and the power of unity, to your point. Exactly. And I think, you know, when people are mobilizing for one cause, right, especially if they're volunteering, they're usually stuck or connected to one organization. But, you know, volunteering for different causes also allows them to understand different points of view, right? Like if you've never volunteered with an animal shelter, you might not really understand the depth and the comprehension of animal issues, right? If you have never volunteered at a food pantry, you wouldn't really understand, you know, the differences people are coming there, right? I was talking to one of my friends recently, and uh, they brought up a really great point. Any one of us can go homeless at any unfortunate point. So, you know, when you try to help, you know, people who are homeless, those conversations help you. And, you know, these are not people who are who are lazy, who don't have degrees. I mean, some of them have been working in great companies, but some unfortunate event happened, right? Either, you know, they got into a bad habit of alcohol or, you know, an unfortunate one-time event happened. They went unemployed and now they're homeless until they build their lives back together. So volunteerism teaches us all of this. And I think it's really hard to get that in a classroom, you know, any other training you get. It really draws us closer to humanity. And to your point, I think most people have kind of this 
burning fear of scarcity. Like at any point they could become poor, or homeless or hungry or whatever it might be. And, and no matter how much they have or how much they've accomplished, there's always this kind of burning fear. And so I think connecting to the community and serving others is a great way to kind of reconcile that in a way and to, and to realize that through our shared community and through our acts of love and service, there actually is hope, even in all circumstances and plenty and in want that we can always survive and be there for one another. And uh, it's such a deep rooted emotion that uh, everyone really ought to feel. And you made some great points in your speeches before that there's reasons why a lot of us are not taking action in our communities. One of which is that we're already committed to one thing that you said, maybe in an animal shelter, for instance, but we don't really understand, you know, the other needs that are out there. And maybe there's some type of cost associated with it, whether that's time or resources. And and that's a, a resource that's limiting. We are going to take a quick break for this message from our sponsors. This episode is brought to you by Inspire EDU, a nonprofit organization putting technology devices into the hands of Atlanta's underserved communities. The need for technology devices has accelerated due to the pandemic, and Inspire EDU makes a positive difference helping marginalized learners. Through its partners and supporters like you, Inspire EDU helps learners become 21st century scholars. Learn how you can support their mission at iuatl.org. And now back to our chat. Kind of wanted to get back to the U.S. and, and, and potentially its disadvantage with its geography and the fact that we're sprawled out in different communities and there's so much need, right? If, if we tried to tackle it all ourselves, we would realize quickly that we our impact is so minuscule compared to what we can do collectively. But am I onto something? Am I right that because we're not this kind of close island community like Sri Lanka, that that maybe holds us back from serving our communities? Or, or do you think, is there more to it? You're right. But I think also there's more to it just from the conversations that we've had and, you know, the evaluations and the research that we've looked at. It seems like most of the developing countries actually use volunteerism as sort of a survival mechanism, right? So because either because the infrastructure is not actually built 100%, maybe because there are, you know, not all the services that they'd like to have in their communities, people tend to come together to take care of each other, right? When hospitals are not functioning, people in the community come and, you know, provide generators for electricity, provide soap and basic needs. And, you know, then those hospitals are actually running in the local community. So I think for developing countries, volunteerism fills a void, right? And that's how they move forward resiliently. Now, it's not just the US, right? From our conversations, we've spoken to thousands of people asking about why you volunteer, what are the gaps? And I feel like there's a trend in developed world, right? Even though if these are small countries or large countries where that sort of public infrastructure is in place. So volunteerism is not a natural instinct, right? Volunteerism happens when you sort of, you know, develop that self-consciousness of giving back, right? Master's hierarchy needs, uh, you have everything. And then you're like, now you you say, okay, I want to give back, right? From what I've accumulated. So I think that's one of the major reasons I believe that especially in the United States, volunteerism is a, is a sideline uh, activity. But I think that can change, right? I volunteer international. Our purpose is to create a culture of global contribution through volunteerism, right? So it needs to transform into a culture. And irrespective of if it's a developing or a developed country, what sort of economic GDP they have, I think every single country can transform volunteerism to be a culture. So that, you know, 
we can bring all people the same quality of life right i mean even in the united states there's so many people living in underprivileged communities marginalized communities so it's about you know 7 billion people we're all human beings bringing everybody to that great living lifestyle in any way we can I love your point about developed versus undeveloped and I think sometimes when you are in a developed uh, community or developed country you feel like oh well the resources are plenty right anyone that's in need they can just go you know find help immediately you know mm-hmm. but so many people are lost and lonely and and I think until you get connected to that or maybe that you felt it personally in your life it, it's hard to understand that when the culture as a whole almost takes it for granted that we have everything that we could possibly want and need, but really getting connected in the community and, and shifting that culture. Uh, and, and to your point, it's fun. It's easy. It's, you can make that equitable. You just have to open up those opportunities. So I want to unpack real quickly in your case, what opportunities that you've experienced as a direct result of your own volunteerism. You mentioned Savannah and how that helped you connect to a community, but obviously it's helped you also, um, build a company and, and start a movement. So tell me a little bit more about that. Yeah. So first I was actually, I joined George Southern University. I came to the U.S. for my undergraduate degree. And, you know, I first got involved on campus. And then through Rotary International, I came here through a Rotary Peace Scholarship Program called the Georgia Rotary Student Program. Again, an organization that I connected to through volunteerism. And I started volunteering outside in the community with Rotary Projects, Right. So one of the first things I think I gained is personal and professional growth, right? As a young person who don't have a lot of outside, you know, who didn't at that time have a lot of outside experience, volunteers have provided me those technical skills, right? And volunteers in budgeting, in grant writing, in proposal writing, you know, all the things in, in event management, right? In conflict resolution, in mediation, and most importantly, working with people who are different from you, right? And getting together with these people to try and achieve a common goal. So these skills are so hard to come by. And, you know, if you really want them, you have to do a couple of internships, right? So volunteerism not only gave me a scholarship to come all the way here to the United States to explore other opportunities for myself, but it also grew me as a young professional with professional skills, right? In lifelong learning, technical skills, and a variety of things like that. So even today, at iVolunteer International, when we train young people around the world, raising awareness about volunteerism, taking them through the points of anger to passion and connecting them to their local community to take action, we always you know, vehemently talk about the fact that volunteerism can provide them extraordinary personal and professional growth because they actually work with people on the ground. And that's a great way to gain skills that you don't have and also give back skills, right? If you are an expert in one way, you can actually go to your community, to a nonprofit, and actually contribute those skills so that those nonprofits can grow and help those communities in need. So powerful. Anger to action. We are an angry country right now, aren't we? <laughs> Good Lord, we came off of the pandemic and everything that happened, and we are all just angry at each other because we're existing within our own echo chambers on social media, and we're not able to get out and actually serve and have conversations and what a wonderful opportunity that we can hopefully continue to open up and find opportunities to lock arm in arm and, and serve in our communities. And I think that will really diffuse a lot of that anger to your point and, and create some meaning and social impacts that we much, uh, that we desperately need. So well said there, 7 billion people, audacious goal, obviously. So tell me a little bit about how 
you uh, lead your team to inspire and equip the next generation of volunteers to care deeply about social and environmental impact by giving more of their time, talent, and treasure through your technology as a tech for good platform. Yeah, so I want international is two things. We are a tech nonprofit in the sense that we really believe that technology has the efficiency and the power to reach more people and reach people more efficiently to expand social impact. So we're a tech nonprofit first, and then we are a volunteer advocacy organization, which means we do all things volunteering, right? So raising, going and talking to people and raising awareness about volunteers, right? Because not everybody knows about volunteering, right? So we have to go and talk to them and say, look, you can give back to the community. It's called volunteering. Here's the theory and here's the mechanism to do it. We raise awareness. And then action. Some people actually know about volunteerism, but as you right mentioned previously, they either have weekly commitments or there are financial barriers. Even if they are free or and they have money, they don't know where to find volunteer opportunities. So that action section actually helps them. We use technology to help people to actually literally get connected in their local community and to find volunteer projects. So, right, one of the awareness campaigns we have is called Birthday Deed. It's one of my personal favorites. It's a global pledge campaign. Anyone listening, you can go to our website, uh, iVolunteerInternational, and sign up for the Birthday Deed pledge. Basically, you give us your name, email, and birthday, and we encourage you to do some social impact on your birthday, and we send automated reminders. And another awareness campaign that we have is the Anger to Action curriculum that we put together about one and a half years ago, uh, specifically geared towards young people, right? And as you said, not just the US, Jeff, young people are angry and also don't always know where to channel their frustration and channel their action because there's so many things going on, right, uh, around the world. So we talk to them, we help them understand their passion point and their expertise or something that they're good at, whether it be social media, finances, whatever. And we train them, sort of take them through the journey to explore what the action can be and how can they get plugged in to their local community to give back. So anger to action, right? Transforming. So we've done this session in a variety of universities and communities around the world. But our biggest project that we hope that will come out soon is the I Volunteer Now Volunteering Mobile App. We're going to start it in Georgia. It's going to identify the user's live location and show them volunteer projects around them. And it's a very individual, um, concentrated app, right? It's not a volunteer enterprise software per se. We are focusing on the individual people, uh, trying to connect them to volunteer projects around their community and to also track their real-time social impact. And we're hoping to gamify the whole experience where we can give badges, you know, they can connect with their Facebook friends and sort of track their social impact together and volunteer as a group, volunteer with their nonprofits or universities. So, Really great bleak plans for the project. And we are hoping to start it in Georgia and hopefully expand to the world. But, you know, awareness and advocacy, they are the two foundations of iVolunteer International. I love it. You're such an inspirational person. And I've heard it said, when leaders get better, everyone gets better. And, and you're going to be so successful in this mission, not just because of the technology and, and everything, but because you are leading your team to action and serving yourself well, my friend, and, and walking the walk and not just talking it. So love your passion, love everything you're doing. If people wanted to learn more and follow your leadership, where would you direct them online? You can go to www.ivint.org. I volunteer national. Thankfully, we have done something right where you, if you go to Google and type I volunteer international, I think we're the first search result that comes up. And uh, Jeff, you know, thank you so much for having me. And, and another thing that I really want to leave with our listeners today is remember the power of one 
and always understand the impact of something small, right? So you are powerful, but you're also powerful in the small things that you do. We always want to change the world or touch a million lives overnight, right? And if you can do that, that's amazing. Please do it. But the reality is not all of us can do that. Not all of us have the resources to do it. So it makes sense. It makes huge impact when you plant a tree, right? It makes so much sense when you donate your lightly used clothes, right? It makes so much impact when you volunteer one hour, even if it's for an entire year, right? So understand the power of one and believe in the impact of something small. Unbelievably powerful words. Rewind and listen again. Napuna, thank you so much. It was such a gift to have you on. Thank you, Jeff. Hey, this is Jeff Bond, and thank you so much for investing your time with us today. We'd be thrilled for you to subscribe, rate, review, and share this episode on Apple or wherever you listen to your podcasts. Please also visit our LinkedIn page to join our leadership community by clicking follow. We're grateful for your engagement and for sharing the inspiration coming from our guests so we can add value to aspiring leaders in your network. Have a remarkable week and go be a leader worth following.